Okay, don't like get a picture of me like looking at you. Just take it like that. Are you guys going to Instagram that? Yep. On your official thing? Yes. We are. We're probably going on Facebook, too. Mm-hmm. Secret, Secret Society. Society. Secret Society. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Alex Brecky and Mel Novak of MSU Pon Pon taking selfies in the studio before we recorded episode 9 of Secret Society. They just were so fun and grateful to be on the show and full of energy. And I really had a lot of fun with this episode. We've actually been sitting on this one since March and I'm really glad to finally get it out there to you guys. It seems like they are doing a lot of good for the Michigan State community and a lot of good for the Pon Pon community in general. Uh, talked a lot about how they are sort of ambassadors for their club and ambassadors for Michigan State as they have lots of younger Pon Pon members in high school looking up to them and uh, it was a really interesting per- perspective that they had and I'm glad to have them on the show. Next week, we have Underwater Hockey and the most punctual emailing club of all of Michigan State. So I can't wait to get that one to you as well. But right now we have Episode 9, Michigan State Pon Pon. Okay, welcome to Secret Society. I'm Bradley Allen and I am here with Michigan State Pon Pon Club representatives, I have Alex Brecky and Melissa Novak. Thank you for coming on the show today. No Thank problem. You. <laughs> Happy to be here. So first I want to clarify something. What is Pon Pon? People might just think cheerleading is all umbrellaed under one thing. Tell me what Pon Pon is. Um, Pon Pon, we like to describe it a little bit. Uh, it's a mix of many things. Um, it's somewhat of a dance team. You can add cheer, gymnastics, uh, a little bit of step team as well. It's its own sport. Um, We're affiliated with the Mid-American Pompon Association. And um, with that, uh, it's basically a bunch of teams in Michigan that compete against each other um, under the Mid-American Pompon style of Pompon. If you go out of Michigan, you'll probably find Pompon with different styles. But the one we do typically is, like I said, dance, cheer, gymnastics, and step all combined. And we uh, perform routines um, on the floor with music. There's no yelling. There's no stunting. Um, it's, a, it's a routine that we perform. Well, I already learned something new because <laughs> for whatever reason, I expected more of this traditional style cheering like you see on the sidelines of football mm-hmm. games, go team go. Yeah. You guys don't do that. Nope. You're right. not judged on vocals or anything Mm-mm. like that. Okay, so I'll have you guys introduce yourselves and tell us how you got involved in Pom Pom. Okay. Start with Alex. All right. Um, my name is Alex Brecky, um, and I was introduced to POM uh, in high school, my freshman year. Uh, and from that, I did POM for all four years, and I tried out for the Michigan State team uh, four years ago. And this is my senior year. I'm ending it on a nice note. Uh, I'm now taking over as an assistant coach role um, temporarily for now. I hope to stay in the Lansing area. My name is Melissa Novak, and I am a current junior. I'll be going into my senior year as a two-year executive board member of the team. I started doing POM in middle school and continued it through high school and now at the collegiate level. Now, you do have an e-board. You are, uh, Alex, an assistant coach Mm -hmm. now. Your coaching staff, is it comprised solely of students who are members of the club, or do you employ coaches as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, our head coach and program coordinator is Linda Conradi. She's been um, around for quite some time. This will be her 10th year coaching. Um, she's not a student. Uh, she's a little, she's not old at all. She's, she's uh, just a little bit older than us, actually. And um, I will be uh, an assistant coach. And we also have Danielle Cowper, who has been um, assistant coach. This will be her second year. Cool. And tell me a little bit about the history of Pon Pon. How long has it been around? What events do you guys compete in? I did see I was visiting the friendly East Lansing Tasty Twist location a few weeks ago <laughs> and I saw a poster for Pon Pon and it it listed all of your achievements like high kick national champions and things like that. Tell me about what you guys do. Um, the sport of Pon Pon has been around for a while through Mid-American but Michigan State Pom was the first collegiate team to ever exist and since then, there's about, I think, six or maybe seven mm-hmm. collegiate teams in the collegiate division. And basically, there's two competitions per year that we go to. 
And um, the first one is high kick, and that's the first one in our season. And that one is more of um, – it's based on kicks, and there's a theme, and it's more of a fun competition where you're not wearing your uniform, you're in a costume. And then we have a second competition that is traditional pom, and it's just a state competition, and that's the big one of the year. And that one we're wearing our sparring head on our chest, that uniform, and competing at that one. And we we love it, and it's been such a great experience, mm -hmm. and it's so fun to compete. That's solely what our sport is, is competition. Now, I understand you just had tryouts this past Saturday, which was the 22nd of March. How did those go? Tell me about what the tryout process is like and what you were looking at this weekend with potential new players and things like that. Yes, we did just have tryouts, and we ended up taking 23 girls. And that's a little smaller than the team we had last year. Last year we had 26. We have 15 returners. And basically at tryouts, there's two days of tryouts. The first day we are instructed a routine and a sideline cheer, which is one of the songs that the MSU band will play that we perform at tailgates. And then um, there's a couple jumps that we have to learn. So all of that is instructed the first day, and then you have all night to practice. And then the next day, you show up, and each girl tryouts in pairs. And then you perform the jumps and the sidelines. And then there's a second round of tryouts where there's an interview. So our team is very focused on what type of person we want on the team. And we like to take certain type of people who represent Michigan State and know that our, we we know that they're going to be good ambassadors of the university. So that's why the interview is very important to us. Now, who, who's making the decision on who makes the team or not? Is that coaching staff as well as, you know, your senior players or executive board? How does that work? Um, well, at the actual tryout, we have six judges and um, the three coaches also, um, after after the actual tryout, the three coaches um, leave, the judges go home, and the coaches get together with the um, graduating seniors who are also in on the tryout. They just watch, and um, we all get together. So um, it was seven seniors and myself included as a senior, and then the other two coaches, and we get together and we deliberate and make a decision by midnight uh, the night of tryouts. And you made your decision. I also wanted to ask men cannot try out is that a thing <laughs> no men are totally welcome we've just never had a man try out um on one of our uh the other collegiate teams uh there is a man actually he's phenomenal he is <laughs> amazing at pom so we would welcome any um male candidates uh we just haven't had the opportunity to have that happen because i know there's an all-girls competitive cheer team and mm -hmm. i know that cheerleading at the collegiate level is co-ed but i was prying into your guys's websites and <laughs> things like that and I was seeing I wonder if is it a co-ed is it all women so men can try out mm -hmm. yes. typically um typically there it is all females but we welcome men well that is good to know for anybody listening who yeah. might <laughs> test their skills you can try out next year <laughs> so I touched on it a bit just now what is the difference between competitive cheer and palm and dance club and all those different like spirit squad areas Obviously, you guys aren't cheerleading in the sense that you're chanting things and getting the crowd fired up. Can you kind of compare and contrast the different forms? Do you guys have any history with different areas of spirit like that? Um, it's definitely its own style, like Alex said earlier. We do do a routine, but there's no yelling. It is to music, and every single count in the music has a specific move that we do. We just do more of a traditional moves to it. It's more so um, more like a step team than dance. We're not – it's more stiff, I would say, than the dance team would be. So it's basically a good combination between cheer and dance would be how I would describe mm -hmm. it to people. Um, on our team, too, a lot of girls, not necessary. it's not necessarily required, but a lot of girls do come from a dance or cheer um, background. And that does definitely help um, to get into our style at Michigan State with our pom-pom team. Um, compared to the other um, organizations on campus, uh, there is like a varsity cheer team, um, a varsity dance team. Those are affiliated with the university and they're funded by the university because they're a varsity sport. We are a club sport, therefore we're a nonprofit. We do all, all of our funding alone. Uh, we are comparable to like the MSU dance club in that sense. So um, we are not considered a varsity um, athletic sport. Now, with the competitive cheer club, the dance club, 
the Pon Pon Club, do you get to associate yourself at all with the athletic teams in the sense that varsity cheerleading does or varsity dance team does? Not really. Uh, we, I mean, on campus, we will see like the dance club. Sometimes we actually ran into them during their tryouts. We were practicing in the same facility. Um, with the uh, varsity dance and cheer, they are on the field, and we do a lot of our performing um, before the games or after the games. We are not on the actual field. So in a sense of when we um, perform, we are not performing um, really with any other team. Mm-hmm. We do All of our things are um, uh, independent, and like Melissa said earlier, we are mainly a competitive sport, and we compete against other pom-pom teams with the Mid-American Association. So um, we don't really uh, interact with the other teams as much. However, we'd love to. We right. just don't have the opportunity to. And like Alex said, we do a lot of on-campus performances. We're doing tailgates all throughout the football season, mm-hmm. and we're always we know all we have a routine to the fight song. We have to all the sidelines, so we do do many Spartan associated events. Mm-hmm. We just came back from um, Sparty Ball in Chicago, which is run by the Alumni Association, and we got to perform at that, and that was an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. So. We do associate ourselves with the university, mm-hmm. but just not in the teams. way of athletic mm-hmm. sports. I want to get to some of your upcoming events and what your goals are for the year. But first, I'll ask, since we're on the topic of comparing and contrasting, um, would, is there any friendships between – I know, Alex, you said you played pom, you were a pom-pom person through high school, mm-hmm. but not every high school has that option. Mm-hmm. It's just cheerleading or nothing. So is there any friendships you have with any of the cheerleaders or dance team members, club or varsity? Or what I really want to know is if if there's any friendly rivalries or resentment either way of people that wish that they could be a part of Pom Pom but they're not or vice versa, maybe wanted to be a varsity cheerleader but are not. Honestly, I don't really have any personal interactions with girls on the other teams. Um... I think what everyone does, everyone works really hard, and everyone has their own um, strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I admire so many things about the other programs, and there's a lot of things I'm super proud about our program as well. Because we don't compete with any other uh, teams on campus, I'd say that there is no um, room for rivalry. However, um, like, like you mentioned me in high school, I went to a high school that there was huge rivalry within the pom-pom teams because I was at a school where um, I was sitting in class with girls who went to a different high school because I went to a high school where there's three schools on one campus. So I know what it's like about the pom-pom rivalry. Don't get me wrong, in high school there definitely is. It's always healthy. But um, at Michigan State, I think everyone does their own thing and respects each other. We're all Spartans. And there isn't room for rivalry because we're so different. I mean, yes, we describe pom-pom as having dance background and cheer, but uh, it's not even comparable what you see on the floor. So what they'll put on the field is nothing like what we'll do on the floor at our competition. Uh, and on a personal note, just like I do know one girl on the dance team, she's great. And, uh, we have nothing in common other than the fact that we both happen to do a, a sport here. Uh, it's nothing like ours. So there's no rivalry there. Now, what about other teams that you are competing against in the Mid-American Pompon Association? Any rivalries there? There's always going to be a little bit of healthy competition, Mm -hmm. And like Alex was saying, it's way more in the high school teams that that when you're a little bit less mature and social media is definitely a big thing in high school. So that can lead to some tension at competitions. But something that we preach, especially to the new girls on our team before competition, is just that we're all there for the same reason. We all are representing the school that we came for and we're there to have fun, and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you win, doesn't matter if you get last, as long as you're happy with what you should put on the floor. And that's just mm-hmm. something that we always try to stress before competition, that we actually do truly believe mm-hmm. when we're saying it. It's actually refreshing leaving high school and coming to college mm-hmm. because, uh, I mean, girls that were your best friend in high school are now on the competing collegiate team, and we're still friends. Like, it doesn't matter. So um, coming to college with a bunch of mature um, individuals is really great that it is – just healthy competition. It's nothing more than that. So the movie, like, Bring It On, would, <laughs> would best represent high school. Yeah, not definitely. an accurate representation yeah. of college okay, pom. Yeah. <laughs> it's just way different than mm-hmm. high school. There's Everybody wants to be there. I'm sure anyone can relate who did a high school sport is that there's always the person on your team who just did it to do it. Mm-hmm. And 
our team is just so different. Everyone is there because they love it, because they love Michigan State, and we're there for each other, and we're in it till the end. Great. So you guys are going to compete this year to try to defend some of your championships that you've won that we mentioned before. Mm -hmm. What are your upcoming competitions and maybe social events and things like that that are coming up? Um, During the summer, we have a bunch of appearances for we do a lot of philanthropy events. So we have all that coming up. And then our next competition is the high kick competition, which is in November. And then, um, like I said before, we have the competition in February, which is the state competition. So we have those two major events. And then throughout the year, we'll just throw in whatever event we get asked to do. And a lot of them are last minute. Some of them are returned every year. We volunteer a lot of places. We're not just strictly performance. We do the JDRF walk, which is here on campus every summer. And we just stand there like regular volunteers. You'd never know we were on the POM team. And so we do a lot of things like that. But the two competitions are our main performances. But you can look for us on campus during tailgate season and the homecoming parade. We're always in that. So we pop up in and out. Okay, so you have these two primary events, a lot of little events. What's the training like, practices? How frequently do you guys get together and practice and conditioning and things like that? It's a little different in the summer and during the season for the school year. During the summer, we practice about once or twice a month, depending on what we have going on that month if we have a performance coming up. Usually we don't have a performance till the end of summer. But um, our practices in the summer are more so conditioning and really getting a solid foundation for this school year. Recently, since I've been on the team, we have found value in becoming stronger, not just as a team but as individuals by lifting weights and doing a lot of core exercises and leg exercises, and we really value the strength that we've grown to have over the past couple years. So that will be where this summer is, is gaining that foundation for the school year. And then during the school year, we practice four times a week, three times full team, and then we have one practice a week, which is in smaller groups led by the executive board members. And like I said, those are more consistent, and those are when we are instructed our routines for competition, and we clean them and work on them until they're perfect and go to competition. And competition comes so fast, and we're, we're always busy. We're always doing something. What are your goals for this year when it comes to your, I guess, philanthropy efforts as well as your club camaraderie and then, of course, your competitions where you're trying to win. What are your goals and what are you looking to do this year? We work with Special Olympics. Uh, We work with the auto show. We, um, like Melissa said, uh, JDRF. We have a very broad amount of philanthropy that we do and the places that we do philanthropy with. However, we would love to expand. So we're always like researching and looking for more places to to help out at. Um, So that is always a goal, to continue to um, reach out to our community and also to get more involved with uh, the university. That is always something that we have on our minds. So we would love to be um, working with Spartans as often as possible. Uh, concerning the team, uh, our team goal is always team unity, uh, to all get along, to all love each other, and that's never been an issue. So as much of a goal as that is, um, we are. Pr- it's always a goal, but it always comes true. So mm-hmm. um, to have good team unity and the hard work that the legacy that has um, been laid out before us, the MSU Pompon legacy, uh, girls have come before, laid a foundation to make the program as strong as it is, and every year it's a goal to um, fulfill that legacy. And I think that's probably MSU Pompon's number one team goal every year, and of course that will continue this year. So um, the legacy doesn't mean just winning titles or not winning titles. It's definitely um, acting as role models, acting professional, um, putting solid, good routines on the floor, and um, being great people. So we hope to fulfill that legacy Mm. this coming season as well. And regarding um, competition, um, we have done fairly well at competition in the past. Uh, This year will be, um, well, last year was our seventh uh, high kick competition, um, getting a first place. So that's like a big target on our backs. Uh, Of course, the team would love to um, take home a first place, but really, we always walk off that floor feeling wonderful, and I know the team's going to feel the same way um, this year, um, feeling confident after they perform. So I'm sure that will be a goal as well, To uh, as long as you love the routine, love your team, um, 
the placing doesn't really matter. However, seven years in a row getting first place is pretty yeah. cool. So we <laughs> hope to fulfill that again. And uh, concerning of the state competition, um, a goal is always, like we just said, to perform your best and love that routine, feel confident, and the placing will come. It's the opinion of uh, a few judges, a few people's personal opinion on if they like your routine or not. So the placing matters, but at the end of the day, it's really how you feel about your routine and your performance. I want to ask how that, what is it like, um, how does it feel having a human opinion determine whether or not you win? So my experience in sports is it's very objective. You score more points than the other team. You can tell. All you got to do is, is look at the scoreboard. They won. But the Winter Olympics, which just happened, you think of a sport like figure skating, sports like competitive cheer and pom-pom, where it's it's really objective. Gymnastics, very similar. A lot of those Winter Olympic sports like ski jumping and, and things like that, it's really a subjective, relative opinion of somebody. Do you ever come out of a competition where you feel like you have scored better than what you were awarded with? It, uh, pom-pom being a subjective sport, you kind of you, you accept it. We've been around in the world forever. Uh, we know that we're going to go in that day, and that's why we have the mindset. It's not to win. Our goal is never to um, get a first place. We never talk about it um, in that way. Like, we have to get first place today. Because if you're on a football team, you're going into that game, and there's a goal at the end of the day, and that is – typically to win that game, to beat your opponent. However, we're competing against multiple teams, and like we said, it's a subjective sport. Personally, on the pom-pom team, the goal is uh, to perform your best and hope that someone likes your routine, but if they don't, at least we loved our routine, and we can't have any regrets. Um, If you put it on the floor and you can't take it back, if you can walk away, Coach uh, Linda always says, if you can walk off the floor after you perform and not need to know your placing, that's how you know you won. And that is a team goal every year after every competition. Um, I hope that this team feels this way after our competition this year because, like you said, it is subjective, and that's why our goal is never to win. It's just to feel very confident after we perform. Well, thank you. I think I've learned so much already. And we'll take a quick break here, but before we do, I'll ask if there's anything you guys want to mention that we haven't touched on involving Pompon in your experience, any uh, resources for people to, to look into if they want to think about getting involved or things like that. Well, um, to get more involved with the Pompon team, uh, you can always visit our website at msupom.com. We have a Twitter page, a uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, that's a good way to get involved. Uh, to keep up if um, you ever want to try out or we have our winter clinic uh, in December that's a great way to um, if you're uh, a high schooler or if you're on if you're at Michigan State and you want to try out next year that's a good way to get used to our style and know what we're all about so um, yeah that's a good way to learn more about us all right well thank you and I hope you stay with us I got Melissa Novak and Alex Brecky for MSU Palm and I'm Bradley Allen we're going to take a quick break so stay with us Secret Society. Secret Society. Welcome back to Secret Society. I'm here with Melissa Novak and Alex Brecky from MSU Pom Pom Club, and I'm very excited to have them here. This is the first female majority Secret Society episode. Um, usually, there's been more males and females, and today we got just two female guests, so it's a little different vibe. But thank you, ladies, for coming on. Thank you for, thank having, you us. for having us. Oh, I will say that. There's been more selfies taken in the studio since <laughs> before the show started than I've ever seen. Um, I didn't think that happened, but I, I want to roll right into talking about your guys' club and the relationship between the club members and the coaching staff and have you guys found friendships in this club? Because that's what this podcast is about, is about club sports and 
what they do on and off their playing field and how they get along and how they interact and how great that community here at MSU is. Uh, definitely the relationships between um, teammates and coaches. Uh, it always starts out a little scary uh, getting to know our coach because she's intense, she's great, and she uh, she makes magic happen with the MSU Pompon team. But once you really get to know her, which is Linda Conradi, uh, I'd say all of us can find friendship with um, her. She's a very approachable person, and she cares about us and more um, more than just um, we're teammates. We're her team. Um, we are friends. There's definitely mm-hmm. a level of friendship on our team. And um, I'm just now entering to the coaching staff, transitioning from captain to um, to coach is a little bit weird. But because I find friendship with all the girls, the returners at least are the ones that I know, uh, I don't think that's going to be a problem at all because we all, I'd say we all, we're all very good friends. Um, going off of what Alex said, we – most of our assistant coaches that come out of the program or since I've been on the team have been on the team in previous years. So that already makes them more friendly to you than just someone random who got brought in because we've I've grown up with these girls. They've been on my side as a teammate, and that's what makes the coaching staff so strong is that they're not just this group of outside people who don't understand what it's like to be on the team. There is the one main coach, and then there's – usually two assistant coaches who have been on the team before. Mm -hmm. So they know what it's like. They know how we're feeling during practice. They know that we want water. So they'll remind our coach to give us water Mm -hmm. because they've been there. They understand. And our head coach, Linda, is just – she's the perfect combination of everything. She's your friend. She's, like, your mom. She's your coach. She's she's great. You don't want to make her mad, so you're going to try your best. And she's just – she's so organized, and she's on top of everything. And it's the – best coaching staff I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they get water, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> so about the friendships and the camaraderie on your team, Melissa and Alex, did you guys meet each other in Pompom? Are you guys, you guys appear to be friends, like that you would hang out outside <laughs> She's of okay. your She's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I only like her sometimes. Um, yes, we met, she, Alex is a year older than me, so my freshman year, she was a sophomore. And I was a little afraid of her at first, just coming onto the team. Of course, I'm going to be afraid of everybody, except for the girls I knew before. But um, Alex is one of the first people to talk to me, and we have a weird bond. We, um, <laughs> we really like each other. Yeah. And um, we have very similar personalities, and I've been able to look up to Alex as a role model throughout my time. And she's been guiding me. She um, actually encouraged me to apply for executive board and it has completely changed the way I look at the program and I am so happy that I did it and now I'm going into my second year I have her to thank for everything that I've learned and she's guided me and made me a better person through this program so we're very close see she's okay see I like her (laughs) that's good so we talked a little bit on part one about sort of the difference between high school and college high school you might have the drama of being on the pom-pom or the cheerleading or the dance team or whatever, getting into college, it's not so much like that. Everybody gets along, or so Alex claims. She's assuring me very much that you I guys promise. get along. <laughs> and what really made you, coming out of high school, want to join pom-pom club? And once you did join, what made you want to stay and continue the next year? I, I actually, my um, really good friend, her older sister was on the team, and she was a captain. She was very involved. Um, Elise Simpson, she's an alumna. And uh, she loved it. Uh, I only heard great things about the program. I would watch MSU Pompon perform at uh, the competitions in high school and just be in awe. And to think that I could go on the floor one day and wear a Spartan head and continue to uh, fulfill my passion for Pompon, uh, I mean, it just seemed like a dream. I was not that good in high school, so I tried out for this team. And Linda saw something. She saw potential in me and turned me into a much stronger performer. Thank goodness, because I was not that good. Uh, And what keeps me... Um, what kept me for the past four years at least was, uh, like I said, the passion for Pom Pom. But more importantly, like we keep talking about this bond, um, the girls. It really is. It's the team and it's the coaching staff. Uh, Kristen DeBear is a previous uh, assistant coach who really um, influenced my experience on the MSU Pom Pom team. Danielle Cowper also is an assistant coach. She was on the team with me as well. And, and then she turned into assistant coach. Uh, she has been great. I mean, the girls, most importantly, though, it's the girls that you're performing next to. Um, it's 
you learn so much being on the team. Being an executive board member, I've been around on it for three years, and that the more involved you are, for some reason, I think Novak, Melissa, can uh, <laughs> vouch for this too. The more involved you are, I, the the love just grows even more. I I have so much more appreciate. I'm just much more appreciative towards this program being involved. So uh, the people is definitely what keeps me around. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about the difference with high school and collegiate is in collegiate, your parents are not involved at all like they are in high school. And how I was saying earlier, everyone is there for the same reason you are. And it sounds so cheesy, but just the love for the sport and the love for each other. And our program just makes you grow up so fast. As you come in as a freshman, you don't know anything, and then you're just shoved into this. You have to be prepared for all these performances and be on top of things. And the seniors look at you like you it's not acceptable to not be prepared. So you're forced to grow up, and you just grow so much as a person. And it's, our program just spits out great women every single day, and it's a very good learning experience. And that's, that's why you stay is because everything about it just makes you a better person. So you got a pr- fairly large team. I heard you say 23 people were taken Correct. in tryouts, so that's your roster of 23 women. Mm-hmm. Men are welcome. They just don't happen to be on the <laughs> <Yeah>. team. <laughs> so I want to get into talking about your social media. That's a theme of the show. I always stalk the respective social media of the club mm-hmm. that is the guest and ask them questions about it. For instance, I had Spartan Ski Club, which is a very interesting episode if you follow their Twitter. <laughs> uh, I follow yours, and I have a First question I always ask is, who is responsible for the tweets? Who has the password? Who, <laughs> who? Oh, okay. So for the past few years, it's just been basically my number one hobby, running our um, Twitter <laughs> account. I talked about it, like, last night at our first executive board meeting, I was just, like, j- oh, God, just ranting about how much I love it and passing it off to, since I'm leaving, um, team member position. Another team member will take over. And actually, right now, it's our assistant captain, Kaylee Quimby, and... Me, as of last <laughs> night, I have the password, so look out for tweets from me. <laughs> it's so fun. I, I just, like, got her to love it. Um, You get, I mean, every minute a new high schooler is, like, favoriting our tweets or retweeting, like, I want to be on the MSU Pompon team. And even though they're not tweeting personally at me, it builds up my self-confidence. <laughs> every day I'm like, yes, everyone loves us. And so I definitely was enthusiastically passing it off to other people. And uh, Kaylee Quimby and... Melissa will do a great job taking over from now on. That's great. A little behind the scenes on my job here, behind the scenes secret society, when I'm looking at prospective guests, I go to a rec sports homepage and I see the list of all the club sports and I have a spreadsheet and I'm like, who who can I contact? Do I have email addresses for them? Active on Twitter is one of the main things because if you're active at, on Twitter, I can always reach out to you on there if I can't get a hold of you, but you guys email me back pretty promptly and I follow you guys on Twitter. I see that you, um, variety of tweets, mostly club related. I, I did want to ask, I'll ask you, Alex, since you seem to have the hobby of being on the Twitter, <laughs> is do you have, is it all via Facebook or do you have like a a birthday list so you know whose birthday it is? Because a lot of your tweets are just pictures of your team members <laughs> on their birthday saying, happy birthday. Uh, yes, yes. We definitely, we have a list of um, every team member when it's their birthday. Um, all the alumni, there's a list for them too. Um, although using Facebook is very easy and most of the time uh, we would do that. Our coach runs the Facebook page, the official um, MSU Pompon Facebook page. And a lot of times she's, I'm telling you, she's like superwoman. She's on top of it. I swear she wakes up at like 6 a.m. and what can we do on social media today? <laughs> and she'll like, she'll go on uh, her Photoshop and she'll make cool little things. So a lot of times how it works is she'll make something like a pick stitch or she'll just write a status. And a lot of times she made my job easy by just sending it to me. And then I would tweet that as well. Other times, um, I mean, I just have the list of whose birthday it is and then I go, go and tweet about it. So. Yeah. A lot of them look like, you're, they're ready to go, preloaded, pick stitch. <laughs> She's of, great. Yeah. Of the the person, mm-hmm. a lot. I've seen another one. Congratulations on getting a new job. Coaching. Yeah. Yep. Lindsay Pistrak, our uh, she's a graduating senior. She'll be coaching uh, Northville JV actually, and so Linda made a nice yeah. little she's picture on, for she's that. She's on top of everything. Like I said, she's five steps ahead of everyone, yeah. and she's always prepared. <laughs> yep. Now, is there any interaction with other? collegiate teams in the M is it the MAPPA MAPA 
Mid- American pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. Is there mm-hmm. an acronym for it? It uh, just M-A-P-P. M-A-P-P. Yeah. M-A-P-P. Um, or MAP, as I like to call it. <laughs> is there any? Do you interact with other teams via social media? Are there other teams on there that? Yeah. Um. There's definitely other um teams that have social media more so the collegiate teams it's been a thing than high school mm-hmm. a lot of the collegiate teams were one in particular Saginaw Valley they're one of our competitors they have um an Instagram a Twitter a Facebook just like us and we tweet back and forth with each other especially mm-hmm. before competition we like to tweet good luck to all the collegiate teams and tag everyone and it's a friendly competition and social media just makes that way easier mm-hmm. to communicate with them on the note of Saginaw Valley, they actually came uh, and we did like a team bonding event with them. So it was fun to get on social media after and like connect the programs right. and stuff through social media uh, afterwards, like pictures and stuff all about our fun event. They just came over and hung out with us and watched the game, um, a Spartan game. And uh, yeah, so we used social media to keep in touch and to wish each other good luck. So you got some friendships with some of the women on the Saginaw Valley team? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now going back, because I have in my notes here, social media under the high school because you mentioned high school being a little more drama (laughs) than uh, college and here in college your social media all friends happy birthdays things like that were you alluding to possible social media in a negative way when you were in high school involved in pom-pom or or cheer um i think it's different for us because social media wasn't that big when we were in high school i know i didn't get a twitter until after i was a graduating senior in high school I think if I did have a Twitter in high school, I wouldn't have wanted one. But um, it's different now for high school. We have a lot of young girls who follow us because we are Michigan State. And like Alex said, the middle schoolers and the high schoolers do look up to us because we are a Big Ten school. And we do have a lot of followers on social media. So we do see them tweeting things that we would never tweet because we know better now that we're in college. So I think that's what where I was going with social media being a negative thing in high school and compared to now we just use it as a resource to get the word out there about our program i go back and forth on that myself i just got twitter recently and it wasn't even around i think when i was in high school Mm -hmm. and now i think of it as a good thing for people to connect and as a as a media outlet in general if i want to know something that's happening i can find out on twitter because it'll be there but also you learn wow there's no filter there's no person waiting on the other end of the computer like approving what you're about to send out for everybody to see and i've learned by following people that i once thought were like oh this is a cool like famous person or athlete or entertainer i'm going to follow them on twitter and then within a week it's like wow right what i thought of them was wrong clearly by their twitter so i i will commend you guys for your twitter because it's very it's not to the point where it's like corporate professional like just general plugs and links that you'll see but it's also not very inappropriate um you guys get to the point you guys have a, a lot of followers you know how many followers you have i don't oh i feel terrible that i can't we say should that off know the top of my head it i think after tryouts it increased a little so the number's a little bit off so i don't want to say the wrong well one. give me an estimate i think it's between six and seven hundred that's pretty good mm-hmm. that's yeah. a that's a decent amount that's more than what I have. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't have very many high school or middle school girls who look up to right. me as their role model. Exactly. Uh, I think another thing, too, that's really great, uh, being members of the Michigan State pom team, we have a lot of uh, rules about social media. And you get a lot of high school uh, girls who request to follow you personally on uh, Instagram, Twitter. And that definitely shapes us as humans. I mean, you don't want some innocent little middle schooler seeing an inappropriate tweet. So we definitely take... Um, just being responsible and being good role models serious and uh, social media actually has worked in our favor to keep girls on our team in line i mean mm-hmm. we know that whatever we do uh you are the face of the msc pompon team at all times i mean even when you graduate yeah, you were on the pompon team and so you still better behave if you're mm-hmm. gonna wear that msc pompon logo uh people are watching at all times so it keeps us a. Uh, it keeps us uh, responsible, I'd say. So uh, not just the team Twitter account matters, but everyone's personal social media outlets are definitely monitored by uh, the coaching staff. But they don't even need to be monitored because the girls know better. And it makes us, like Novak keeps saying, Melissa, um, <laughs> this program really does spit out better humans <laughs> because we had to be responsible and we had to be good yeah. um, role models. So 
Our coach Linda always says that we're always on. Even if we're not wearing our uniform, people know that you're associated with Michigan State. Like today I'm wearing a coat that says Michigan State Palm on it, and if I'm sitting in class and not paying attention, that looks bad on our program. So even if you're not wearing anything Michigan State, people know People know on your Twitter that you're mm-hmm. representing the school, and if we're not the ones on the football fields, we're still ambassadors of the university no matter what, and mm-hmm. we take that to heart. And like I said, in social media, it's a big thing. We monitor our tweets and just trying to create better women through our program every day. A fun story, actually. Uh, the pom-pom world might seem huge, but uh, it's really just based in Michigan, uh, the one that we're affiliated with. You know, everyone's basically competing um, with other Michigan teams. I was at the mall once, and my sister happens to be on a, a high school team, and I'm on the Michigan State team. So um, I'm a girl in high school. Maybe that knew my sister. Maybe I, I have no idea how what even team she came from, but she came up to me. She goes, you're on the Michigan State Pom team, aren't you? And I was like... This is weird. Yes, I am. You're <laughs> creepy. But yes, I am on the Michigan State pom-pom team. And then she ran away. Uh, so, I mean, I wasn't even wearing a pom outfit. But, I mean, if I was doing something uh, inappropriate, I mean, a poor girl would have a very bad image of our team. So, thank goodness I was just eating ice cream. And I was doing nothing. You know, it just at all times we know that we have an image to uphold. And it keeps us um, in line. Mm-hmm. That is very cool that mm-hmm. you guys have that kind of following of, you know, younger women who want to follow in the footsteps and be a competitive uh, pom-pom. What's the proper term for it? Because I want to say cheerleader, but you guys aren't cheerleaders. Uh, pom-pom player, member, dancer. Member. Yeah, member. pom-pom yeah. team member. Pom-pom yeah. girl. Pom-pom girl. Palmer. Palmer, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Men are not barred from the official rules of playing, so they can't play. So pom-pom That's true. girl, pom-pom girl mm-hmm. is bad. might be... Well, if you were a pom-pom boy, you, you could use that term, yeah, too. Yeah, boy. And maybe <laughs> he wants boy. to be referred to as a man. Man, yes. I will say, if you guys get a a male to try out and he cites this podcast as the reason that he felt the courage to, I would feel like (laughs) super proud of myself. We'll give you a big shout out on Twitter for the male on our team. My birthday is June 11th, by the way. (laughs) All right. Well, start working on your pick stitch now. Okay. (laughs) There's a couple questions that I like to ask that I borrow from another MSU Impact Sports podcast, Corner Kick, which is the soccer show with Brooks Lambeer and Jonathan Yales. They like to get into a little more of the fun questions like I will ask specifically interesting for your team because you do dancing who would you say on the team is the best dancer Lee Fitzpatrick (laughs) no Um, (laughs) we make fun of her a lot because she just can't dance but she that doesn't stop her she's talented um, in the pom-pom like aspect for sure just lacks maybe some rhythm (laughs) yeah I would say that or the best dancer would probably be one of my roommates and lifelong friends Alana Swicky. she's had a dance background and she's just the girl on the team who makes everything look like it's so Flawless. easy yes. she, she will learn an eight count and she'll do it perfectly and I'll be in the back corner like um I need to work on this at home <laughs> <laughs> so she yeah she's definitely the best dancer and has the best technique out of all of us I would say what about now Technique aside, if you're just at the bar or you're just at the dance club, who would be the best dancer? Still her. Yeah. Still? She'd still, yeah. Yep. She's, yeah. She came on this team and we knew she was just going to be phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. She's a all-star performer in mm-hmm. all aspects. What about style-wise? Who do you think has the best style or dresses the best? Hmm. That's different because we usually look really gross at practice. Yeah. <laughs> but we, I mean, we all hang out, so... I don't know who I would say. I want to say Stephanie Webby. Mm-hmm. In, she has good style. Uh, we're all slobs, but <laughs> out of all the slobs, she does not allow sweatpants around her. Mm-hmm. And she just she like, she like pulls it together. She comes up with cute outfits when needed. Yeah. So I, I like her style. Yeah. I admire it. I so. would also say um, Lee Fitzpatrick, going back to her, she's the mm-hmm. girl at practice that you will find with hot pink lipstick on. Mm-hmm. Even when we're at practice and her hair either perfectly straight or perfectly curled, and the rest of us are all sweaty and wearing hats to class mm-hmm. all day <laughs> not showering. <laughs> it took me a minute to think because team members were all slobs, but if there was a closet I could raid, it would either be former assistant coach Kristen DeBear mm-hmm. or our head coach Linda Conradi. Both of them, they're, they have the best yes, closet for sure. So I would raid their closet also. Very good. For the Stephanie, I believe you mentioned, who doesn't want to wear sweatpants around him. I would mm-hmm. feel bad if she was here. Because I'm definitely wearing sweatpants. <laughs> but she, she, 
she wouldn't be here because yeah, yeah, you're wearing sweatpants. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't do it. We actually got asked last night at our executive board meeting. We were discussing clothing orders for this season, and our coach Linda says, well, now that Stephanie's graduated, what do you guys think about getting <laughs> sweatpants? Because every single time we'd bring them up, she'd be like, nope, 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 nope. not on my team. <laughs> <laughs> so we might get them this year. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is very funny. And I'm really glad that you guys came on and have informed us in the MSU community now so much about your club. And I wish you all the best of luck in all your endeavors that you have coming up. Again, if there's anything I haven't covered that you you know wanted to bring up about your club or about your club members or about the executive board and your other endeavors that you do um like you mentioned the philanthropy and things like that anything coming up recently or is there anything coming up soon that you want to plug or inform other people about that they can get involved in also (laughs) it's kind of slow right now Yeah, yeah right now there's not much going on um michigan mis People can't really get – it's just another event we're doing in the summer, but it's not that cool to other people. Yeah. It's just us. <laughs> yeah. So – Oh, I guess we can talk about it. So um, every summer we work with Michigan International Speedway, and if you happen to be at those races in June and August, you can find us at the Budweiser Hospitality Tent. We are uh, hospitality service um, volunteers. So we'll be there and working, and we do it every year, and that's a huge fundraiser for us. It funds a lot of our season, and um, yeah. That sounds a lot of fun to me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> NASCAR. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> okay, so for the last questions I'd like to ask you, ladies, is if you can recall your favorite MSU sports moment. Now, this can be uh, pom-pom, which is a sport, so it can be involve uh, that or just any MSU sport, what your favorite Spartan memory is. Um. Well, I got to travel to the Rose Bowl with my dad, so that was just awesome. Um, ended up selling my student ticket so I could sit with him. And even though we were pretty far near the back, it was just such an awesome experience to go with him. He, My parents met at MSU, so he's been an MSU dad forever. And he's just so proud of me for everything that I do. He absolutely loves the fact that I go here and that I'm on the team and that I value what being a Spartan is. And it was just such an awesome experience to be there with him and the moment we won I took like took pictures taking selfies with him it was just it was awesome and I'm gonna remember that for the rest of my life and I'm so glad that I was able to share that with him compared to say my roommates or my friends it was just it was a really great experience for me and him Mm -hmm. Uh, my favorite uh, MSU pom-pom memory would definitely be this past season um the State competition was held actually at the Breslin for the first time. It's always held at Eastern Michigan, and this year it was held here at MSU. So performing with a Spartan head on your chest on the floor with a huge Spartan head and just that big bowl and everyone screaming for Michigan State pom-pom when we took the floor was the most uh, the best way you could possibly go out with your pom-pom career. That was my last performance uh, on the MSU pom-pom team, and it was my favorite for sure. Um Walking off that floor, I've never felt more confident, and I had total faith with every single one of the girls on the team. The coaches were so proud of us. It was a perfect day. Like, that day was just perfect, Uh, not just because it was at Michigan State, but but that definitely added to uh, the whole Spartan pride. So it was a good day. Very good. Mm -hmm. um, Did you cry? Because it was your last performance. Yes, there were (laughs) tears, and we kissed the floor, and we sang the fight song. After every single person basically was out of the Breslin, uh, our team, we gathered in a huge circle on the floor right on that Spartan head, and we screamed the fight song, and I get chills thinking about it. It was was the best day, yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the best moments that I've heard. Years two, Melissa, with your dad at the Rose Bowl. I think we might have to rename favorite MSU sports moment segment to make Brad jealous about your trip to the <laughs> because uh, hey, I'm still broke from it so right. <laughs> I don't know how jealous you should be I'm still trying to get my bank account up <laughs> well I was I was trying to debate if I should take a loan out to go and um on the show at least one guest on every single episode has had going to the Rose Bowl be their favorite moment and you really can't compete with that right you know um mm-hmm. I know speaking of uh getting your bank account up. I know my father went to the Rose Bowl in 1988 or whenever they went last time. Mm-hmm. I think it was 87 or 88. And he was telling me that he's still paying off interest on the credit card on <laughs> that trip. I believe it. It's, it's an expensive little trip, but so worth it. 
So I'm very glad to have you guys on the show. I want to thank you again and thank your coach, Linda, and all of your members for club members for listening. And thank you for coming on. The last thing I ask is if you have a secret that you'd like to share. I don't know if I should ask Alex or Melissa first, because judging by Melissa's facial expression, <laughs> she might want to go last or first. All right. My secret is Sparty is my boyfriend. <laughs> is that a real thing? Like the person behind, the man behind the mask? Well, that's a secret. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my secret is a little bit more of a story, but I had a fish named Tuna, and um, he only lived for two weeks because we fed him guacamole, <laughs> and he died. He didn't eat. He yeah, was an he anorexic was, He was anorexic fish. and spastic, <laughs> and it was just basically luck of the draw, and I chose a really bad fish. So um, that was sad. And Tell I him about what he had. He oh, had he had um, freshwater ick disease, I learned through the internet, and that means that they don't eat, and I think he attempted to eat the guacamole, and he died. <laughs> so at what point did you decide to try guacamole out as something that – for um, well, one night we got Poncheros, and it was actually my roommate's boyfriend who was also on the team with me. Well, the roommate, not the boyfriend. <laughs> but he could. Yeah, he, he could. He could try out. But um, it was his idea to feed the guacamole, and I'll forever blame him for the death of tuna. poor tuna fish. <laughs> so two weeks, a decent life. Do you think he lived a happy life, even though we didn't um, get to eat anything? You know, I loved him, so hopefully... He enjoyed his time in my bedroom. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people who would be very happy if they were to know that the last thing they would ever eat would be guacamole. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'd be From happy. From Poncheros, that's yeah. way better than regular guacamole. Yeah. All right. From Melissa Novak and Alex Brecky in MSU Pond, I'm Bradley Allen. Thank you ladies so much for coming on Secret Society. Thank, Thank you. you. really (laughs) cut me off right there that's it (laughs) secret society this is really cool that was a cool experience i know that was really cool hey get hyped now yeah